Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love how it always takes you by surprise, even though I'm like, I literally am like, hey, we're, do- we're doing this thing. You ready? <laughs> Acting. <laughs> uh, of course of course um uh, hello it, everyone it does actually genuinely take me by surprise of course time. it does um <laughs> we're gonna talk about some comics there's a lot of shit out this week yeah it felt like a really heavy week to me maybe i'm crazy you know, it's, it's funny too because i looked i looked at the list and i was like oh it's gonna be a light week and then it was like no it's not no it is not oh, well um and there was some stuff that i was really stoked about so we can talk about it all right here. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 63 is out. It continues to be on an upswing, I think. Um, I agree. It's still not my favorite Spider-Man run, but it's like, it's definitely on an upswing. Um, America Chavez. Think, uh, oh. oh, yeah, sorry. No, sorry. no, no, man. I was I just going to say, having largely ignored uh, Spider-Man for many, many moons, uh, I've enjoyed the last two. I think... The peaking my interest nice. with the new costume, uh, definitely. You know, the only thing about it is like it's it does seem like it's way more about the uh, supporting characters than about Spider-Man himself. It um, is, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Sorry um, to interrupt. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of interrupting, I just wanted to bring this up because there's a thing by Zadarsky this week, and so many people had told me that the best comic Marvel has put out in forever was Zadarsky's Daredevil. And I was like, I was hitting it occasionally. I was like picking one up and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, whatever. And then I sat down and read starting from number one going on. Holy crap. That's a good book. Sorry to everyone that I kind of blew off on that. That might be the best Marvel book I've read ever. Maybe. I I don't know, man. It is so good. It is. It's, it's mind boggling how perfect a comic that is. So that's cool. I do. I do think that there is a like with periodical comics, like you're kind of constantly finding the thing that's the best thing that you ever read because like the right. thing that made the last thing that was the best thing that you ever right, read exactly. is no longer like it just by the passage of time, yeah. it kind of uh, fades a little bit. But yeah, I've heard really good things. Maybe I should actually start. It plays so much better in trade format. It plays so much better in a linear storyline. Like that, just that first arc alone of just him basically just kind of getting his ass kicked for that whole first six issue arc. It's, it's sad and it's weird and it, it smartly reexamines the whole, you know, street level vigilante character to a in a way that is modern and smart and he's thinking to himself oh fuck am i really like the punisher you know am i this you know just monster hurting people because i need to hurt people or am i a a scalpel and it, it really it reframes him in a way that makes him relevant in a way that i don't know that they'll ever be able to do with the punisher so it it basically also kind of casts the punisher as a villain which is, you know, he's a villain. I mean, he's a villain. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. He's a villain. He's a villain. Yeah, yeah. he's a villain. He's a fucking mass murderer. He's a piece mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah, it That's is correct. Like the whole deal with the Punisher. Yep. Just in the '90s, we thought that piece of shit fucking serial murderers were like <laughs> the shit. You know, like we sure did. Uh, <laughs> all right. And on the other side of that, we have America Chavez. Made in America, number two. 
It's cool. Mm. It hasn't really been grabbing me that yes. much, but you know, it's cool that America Chavez has a thing. Um, Avengers like 44. I bought it. And, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, man. We got this fucking delay. I'm sorry. I wish we had done this live. No. But I got a weird nah. little sniffle, we'll, we'll get, we'll get and it. I was like, I don't want it just in case. You know, let's not. <laughs> any, you know, you know how it is. Any little fucking thing, and you're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm dead. <laughs> maybe I'm dying. Uh. And so I yep. got like, <laughs> I got this fucking like little thing, and I'm like, uh, got to be careful. And so, you, can you, uh, I got a question. Can mm. you see me? Yes. How big of the, like, if I, if I give like a red flag like this, maybe that'll help. Like if I have something to add, I'll be like red flag. <laughs> and then you'll know a little visual. Oh, maybe, maybe like, I am seeing you faster than I'm hearing you. That might be it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Give that a shot. Okay. Okay. Let's try that next time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Avengers 44. Right. We've got, uh, we've got Batman 107. This was great. Uh, love this new Batman run. I've not been a huge fan of Batman so far, uh, but like this this new this new team, I'm totally on board. Love this new redesign of uh, of the Scarecrow. Uh, if it is a redesign of the Scarecrow, we still don't know that yet. It could be an entirely different character. It's very plausible that it is, uh, but. Either way, very cool. And I love this idea that they're kind of doing where it looks like they are taking the Ghostmaker universe and spinning it off in Gotham. And it's kind of cool. Please, Bob. <laughs> this is working really well. It's uh, working I great. I love the Ghostmaker backup. Yeah. I love the Ghostmaker backup. I loved the... Um, the all the just like the whole like world of of that and uh and the art and i just i i think this run on batman is really good is all i would add it's uh yep. it's it's really good uh I'm, I'm worried that they're gonna overuse the scarecrow based on his appearance in multiple books this week uh but you know yeah. we'll see. it is weird also how many this is new, the main one how many new characters are showing up that all seem to be gardening based uh, it's, it's very odd. The gardener shows up in this one. Harrower showed up last week in Marvel. Uh, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, uh, gardening superhero villain things going on. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Beast, Beast of Burden Occupied Territory is out. Uh, obviously cool. Go on, uh, please. Yeah. Uh, so this is, um. It's a, actually a fun uh, kind of divergence in the Beast of Burden thing in that it's uh, it kind of je- it doesn't like get rid of the co- but the continuity of it. But um, as time has gone on, there's been a lot of continuity developed with uh, with these dogs and cat. And um, this is like it starts with like a framing device with the established characters. But then it's like the wise dog uh, and it's like an adventure of him in World War Two. So it's like just this totally different. Um, oh, nice! That's awesome. Nineteen uh, forties uh, supernatural, and then the like. There's a there's a beastie that shows up at the end. That's like ew. Like Dorkin is really good at like Lovecrafty nice. and gross shit. Uh, even though the art's a little cartoony for it, it's still cool. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. I mean, I'm I'm always disappointed that it's not Jill Thompson, but whatever. Sure. It doesn't no, mean I, I it like doesn't mean that he's a just... bad artist. It just means that I love Jill Thompson. Oh. It's yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Benjamin Dewey is a genius. Like honestly, like if you ever go back and the what was the 
the he did a a web comic that was like i can't remember the name of it but it was just these weird uh one panel things that were just amazing i was like i it's i can't believe i'm blanking on it but um but it was really really good and he's really good it's just it is a different style yes uh to do what do we got here blade runner 2029 number four buffy the vampire slayer number 24 is out hey and for the kids we've got cat wad you know a great counterpoint to your dog man uh I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. And we have this weird thing out from Amigo Comics called Sumerian Iron Shadows in Moon, number one, which is a a public domain Conan story. So this is a this is a complicated yep. bit of legal legalese to get into, especially when you're fighting with Marvel. It's shocking that they that they dared to do this. Uh, sorry, it's from a Blaze, not Amigo. Um, wow, D- I would not have done this if I were them. But uh, you know, they like to poke the bear, and they seem to have gotten away with it so far. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's sort of the the all sex, all violence version of Conan that. Uh, that Robert E. Howard would have really liked, you know? Yeah. I, I was, uh, had I made it into the store, I would have definitely perused this. Uh, but since I did my ordering online, I, I was like, I'm not sure if I want to take a chance on this, but, um, also it was that it's pretty... probably like really ultra misogynistic, yeah, but see, that's what's yeah. funny is that that was what I thought too, huh. is I was like, I think that's what this is going to be. And there were a little bits of that, like, 80s style, like, it wasn't as misogynistic as I thought, and it also wasn't mm. as, it wasn't A, as sexist, and it wasn't B, as, like, it wasn't as bloody or as, like, sex-filled as I was like, like, they're gonna, oh my god, they're gonna fucking cross to this. This is gonna be too much. And it was like, mm, no, pretty much what you would have seen in Savage Sword. You know, like, it's kind of that, but they wouldn't color Savage Sword because, you know, then you'd really notice the boobs and the blood. So when it's in black and white, it's like, it's okay. But, uh, but in full color, that would have, it would have stood out a little too much. So, uh, yeah, it it was, it was okay. Eventually check it out. The honestly, the only reason I did it was because uh, because Christian Dabari did one of the variant covers for number three, and he was like, "I'm doing this thing. It's really weird. It's for this this series that's doing this." And I was like, "What? Wow, that's that's bold. I'm gonna get on this before Marvel destroys them, like comes to their house and burns it to the ground." Disney, uh, yeah, exactly. Honestly, the idea that. Disney owns Conan or like, I mean, I guess they don't own it. They just license it, but still like the idea that that seems crazy to me. They just own everything. It's, I mean, the fact that there's going to be a predator comic coming out from Disney, you know, there was already an alien comic. It's really strange. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan of conglomerates. No, no, uh, me either. It is what it is. It is. Uh, commanders and commanders in crisis. Number seven exists. That is a comic book. Uh, Marvel's <laughs> Conan the Barbarian, number 20, is out. Uh, and Crime Syndicate, number two, is out, which was a delight. I like it. Yeah. I, it's it's fun. It's silly. There were some really... There were some good ideas in it. It's just one of those... It's one of those big concept comics where it's like, oh, uh, we got a bunch of what-if ideas that we could do with 
all of these characters and you know what if we did this crazy shit with them and it's it's fun you know lots yeah. of lots of uh evil super characters possessed by starros and uh and batman or owl man being a badass which is fun yeah uh, with a nice little uh actually pretty high quality uh, owl man backup uh yep. in it as well yeah uh death there death knights dark metal uh no dark knights death metal deluxe edition hardcovers out this week um yeah 30 bucks for seven massive issues that's not really a not a bad deal uh and the the hardcovers as everything dc's been doing for hardcovers they look amazing you know they're super glossy and real purdy uh dead dogs bite number two uh have you read this sorry i have not uh i'm gonna mute myself because i'm about to cough you talk (laughs) uh so let's see dead dogs bite number two don't remember what was going on in the first one i remember liking it quite a bit but uh i did not i did not follow it into the second issue we've got uh a one of the teen comics we've got the dear super villains comic out this week which looks fun uh, um, art by gustavo duarte gustavo duarte amazing. yes uh, i love that guy yeah he did that bizarro series the miniseries yeah. uh a little while back good, good stuff uh let's see dreaming waking hours number nine is out uh, we've got a bunch of weird trade paperbacks that keep showing up in here. I don't know if I've got a weird tag that I accidentally put in there, but uh, that's very strange. Um, Excalibur number 20 is out. Far Sector number 11 is out. We are one issue away from the end of that series, but we've already seen her picked up for the new... So she's showing up in the new Green Lantern. So she will she will be continuing on. Yes, which is good. Unfortunately, yes. did not love the new Green Lantern. Nor did I. Uh, Fear Case number three, Firepower number ten, and one of my favorite books of the week, Geiger. This book Ooh, yeah. ruled. This was really fun. Yeah. Um, you got. Dug it. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to explain. It reads like a yes. like a low budget eighties Italian movie. Like honestly, the I mentioned this in the newsletter, but like one of the closest things that it reminds me of, and this is gonna sound like a massive insult to everyone, uh, it reminds me of Hell Comes to Frogtown. Like it reminds me of that movie. Never seen it. The Rowdy Never Roddy Piper with Mutant Frogs movie. Uh, but yeah. But it's got this like this post-apocalyptic feel that is very specifically Italian uh, for like mid '80s. Uh, you know, there's a nuclear holocaust. Uh, one dude gets trapped outside, winds up with weird nuclear superhero powers. But we're not talking about a superhero book. It's like some sort of Mad Maxian, yeah, devastated wasteland kind of story. It's it's a very it's a very strange mashup of styles, and I'm really into it. And also, he has a two headed dog for a pet, which I assume is yeah. I, I couldn't the puppy. Yeah, I, maybe they shot the puppy. Oops, sorry, spoiler. They did shoot the puppy, but it but did then, get irradiated. After, that's a good point. You know, like, yeah, I think it. Then probably, he shows up with a two-headed dog. It, all, it must saying. be the, must be the puppy. 
Um, I don't know if it's a puppy, but it's uh, it, it was really good. I, I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. I yeah, love that I'm, Eric Larson variant cover on the it, Eric too. Eric Larson cover is really good. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I I was very impressed. I love it. It's great. I'm like, why don't you do covers that good for Savage Dragon? Like, what did you <laughs> do? You not like your own book? Whatever. Um, enjoy my squeaky uh, chair, by the way. Um, yeah, it is re- coming through in the mix. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's coming through. Uh, I listened to one of the other podcasts, and I'm like, I need to find some fucking WD-40. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern number one from uh, who's the team on this? Uh, tell you. I don't really want to even call them out because I hated it, but uh, I don't know if this uh, is... Yeah. I don't know if this is a bad comic or if this is a slow beginning to a comic. Um, that's what I'm going to say, is that I definitely felt like it was rough. Like, it, it, all of the things that I hate about Green Lantern were present in spades in this thing. I was like... Oh my god, there's like 50 fucking characters and every page is jammed full of people that I'm supposed to be paying attention to. It 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 spastically diverts between characters where we're not following a single linear narrative. It's just it's so busy. Like, yeah. vis- visually it's impossible to like it's really hard to process because of how many characters are on the page. It feels like a Legion of Superheroes comic. It's so dense. And obviously yeah, suffers from the, exact same, the exact same problem, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, not excited. It's really just like, no, go. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, it, it is actually very much almost identical to a Legion of superheroes comic uh, in that it's like, it even has like, like the, the federation of planets yeah. or whatever that they call it in dc and and it's, so it's like all these aliens in a floaty council like in the phantom yep. menace and one of them's a brainiac <laughs> and there's like uh yep. you know i don't know but my, my thing is like basically like you're doing a green lantern comic and you're focusing on this huge cast of green lanterns why are you introducing like 20 other characters that aren't green lanterns on top of all the green lanterns like it's just like I don't I mean, know. Like, also, I get that they wanted to have Hot Girl in there, but it's like it's not even Hot Girl. It's just like no, this, this, that's bad. That's know. a bad idea. I think. I mean, yeah. what the only way to do a book like this is that it, it's supposed to be a fish out of water story. I mean, there's no other way to tell this. You want to tell it from the perspective yeah. of Teen Lantern. You want her to be like, look at all this wackadoo shit. That's going on all around me. You know, this, this perspective of like, when you see it, when she sees it, she goes, what the fuck? The same way that we're going, what the fuck in, but she has a linear narrative. So we actually have something we can follow. We have a a foothold, uh, and, and we don't have a foothold in this. I don't know whose story this was. Like I thought it was, I mean, it turned into Hal Jordan's story for like three seconds. It was, you know, it was, yeah. I I don't know, man. It was a Jon Stewart story when it started, I thought, and then it wasn't. And it was Simon Baz and he showed up and it was like a, it was almost like a baton race. You know, like people were just like handing yeah. it off and being like, oh, and now it's my turn to do this stuff. And it's like, as though the Green Lanterns don't yeah. fucking matter at all. And they're just all interchangeable. 
which is a bad way to portray your characters as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was a swing and a miss for me, but you know, whatever it's, I like enough of the green lantern stuff to like see where it goes. But, uh, you know, I think it's just a too many, too many cooks, too many babies and all of the bath water, you know, all of that. Yeah. Agree. Uh, but what we do have is good Itama, the mindfulness for the lazy hardcover. Yes. It is that adorable little egg yolk who just kind of lays around on a bed of egg whites doing nothing. And he's going to teach us lessons about Zen mindfulness. Pretty cool. Actually. Uh, I actually read some of this and I thought it was pretty (laughs) fun. I'm, I love the idea. I just found out he's a Sanrio. Is he really a Sanrio? Sanrio. That's what, that's what I heard. I don't know. I didn't research it. I thought he was that (laughs) other company, but maybe he is Sanrio. He probably is. Um, You'd probably be in a better position to know than I. I don't know nothing. Uh, Heavy Metal is out this week, number 305, and it's got a really cool uh, uh, Frank Frazetta uh, head sketch cover, which I really like. It's I don't know if that is a self-portrait by Frazetta of himself, or if that is someone else. Yeah, it's Frank Frazetta doing a head sketch of himself, and it's very nice. I've never seen that piece before. Um, nice. We have Hollow Heart, number two. I really loved. This was that uh, yeah. weird, depressing space, uh, strange metaphor for uh, for gay love kind of story that was really a, a bummer and beautiful and kind of a kind of a wonderful little book. Um, I didn't read it this week because I didn't feel like being depressed. So uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's how it is. Damn you. Maybe, maybe it has I a actually, happy I'm ending. Go Who knows? Back and- Maybe I'm going to go back and, and get both, uh, both of these issues, uh, next time I'm in the shop and, and was, go I into it, it because cool. I think it looks like a really good, good comic. It is. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's a, it is a fascinating, uh, I don't know. It's, it's different than anything else I've read and it feels like it's really, it feels like there's going to be a nice wrapped up metaphor in there that is, no, it's not quite fleshed out yet, but I'm interested to see what it is when it when it comes to fruition. Um, nice, Immortal Hulk number forty five. Oh, a sad little story about a puny, puny little Hulk. Poor Hulk, he's he's the puniest there is. And uh, there are, you know, it's funny with this one. I love this series so much, and I feel like this one. Uh, had a bunch of really, really great moments in it, but it was one of the first ones where I felt like it didn't really, um, like when it finally got to the big delivery at the end, it kind of was like, it was the first one that didn't really land for me, but there were so many, like just absolutely fantastic, uh, like panels in this, like that made it up like moments with like Betty Ross and Rick Jones and the insular characters that names I can't remember. And, <laughs> you know, Shaman from alpha flight and, and just Joe fix it and really cool stuff. Um, but when it from finally got to the end, I felt like it was just like, what's that? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no, go on. Sorry. 
this oh, fucking delay is say, killing like, us. It's a great. It's so bad. Yeah. It's I really don't know why like, it's... I don't either. I don't know what the deal is. It's particularly bad today. Yeah. But... It's also like I keep hearing gaps in between what you're saying too. Like so like I won't hear like full sentences. Oh shit, that's not good either. <laughs> that's not great. helpful. Um uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh we've got Inkblot number seven. Uh Great series, and if you want to catch up on adorable cat adventures through the multiverse, uh, we have the trade paperback out this week, and it's one of those Image nine ninety nine books, so it's uh, it's a bargain. Check it out. James Bond, Agent of Spectre number two is out this week. Uh, Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity is out this week. It continues to not be good. Um, how long? How long is the series? Uh, this is the last one. So it is like, eight issues is... of eight oh. issues. Okay. I did not enjoy this in the least, but yeah, I'm sure there are people out there who like. Yeah, there's it. like there's like six comics with Harley Quinn in them just like this week. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I feel like DC gets something that's like popular, and then they're just like one thing that they're not doing right. They've been doing some, making some good moves lately, but uh, well, but over, it's funny overexposure of. Harley's not a popular character. Harley's like a popular character to like to tweens at the mall, but among comic buyers, Harley's books don't sell. Harley Quinn books don't sell very well at all. Like it's not a, it's not like an untapped like the the regular Harley Quinn book sold for shit. Um it always has. Like the first like issue number 1 through 4 of the uh, the Palmiati one sold like crazy, and then it fell off by like, by issue twelve, and we were selling like five or six of them. You know, like not like nobody cared. It was very strange. It's it's the greatest uh, disparity in the popularity of a character versus how their book sells I've ever seen. It could wow. just be here, but I also haven't seen when I've looked at like charts, you never see Harley Quinn even like barely, barely breaking anything. Uh, so I don't know. She's no punchline. She's no punchline. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I think a lot of these, a lot of these comics are driven by speculators and they take the wrong, uh, DC takes the wrong message from their popularity. Um, and I worry that they're now taking the wrong message again, and they're putting new characters in every single thing and promoting them, which is going to blow up the speculator market, which in turn will sink them as well, which is not great. Yeah, but uh, hasn't but, the speculator market been going like gangbusters for like 40 years? Like, no, I, I, like, this is, not, no, this, no, this thing is so much different. This is this is unheard of. This shit with like fifty dollar books week one, that's never happened before. That's never been a thing before. We've seen hundred dollar books in week one. It's it's insanity. Absolute wow. abject madness. I'm all for just like fifty new characters a week though. Oh, I, I think it's great. I like, think there you know, no, no, no. As long I as think there should be Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Uh, no, I, I think there should be all the new characters they can muster because that's interesting. You know, I like that. I want, I don't want to see Spider-Man fight the fucking Green Goblin ever again. I don't need it. It never yeah. has to happen again. Yeah. 
but yeah, it will. <laughs> and uh, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yep. They did. They, yeah. It's the, yeah, I know we it drop something. Um, I got you on that though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, books, uh, but a really good, a really good up. combination of two books. I'm just going to shout out one that happens later at the same time. We have basically two parts. We've got venom and King in black. So last issue of King and Black and the last issue of Venom or last issue before issue 200 or whatever the hell they're doing. Please talk. Uh, I am going to say do not read King and Black before Venom, which is what I did. Don't be like me. I read Venom first. Read Venom first because you're going to like read King and Black and be like, what the fuck? Like I missed something. What the hell? Like Venom is important to yeah. King and Black, which both of which I really liked. I just wish I had read them in order. Yeah. Uh, those were killer issues. There's some massive status quo changes that happen. Some really interesting, fun shit goes down and, uh, and the world will never be the same. Uh, I mean, really that is, it, it's some, it's some big stuff and it's really, it's really awesome. It's just well-written. The whole story was fun. Two thumbs up. King and Black. Yeah. Uh, four thumbs up four thumbs up that's it you've heard it uh speaking of kings <laughs> we've got king tank girl uh number four. Oh shit did you miss king i forgot tank to girl? get it i saw it i just forgot to put it in my inbox in my in my in my box who the hell did that cover which staples know. did that cover oh my god that's uh, a great cover it- yeah, oh, I looked at stuff. them on the website, but I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get to peruse. They're both beautiful. Also, no video this week. Oh God! Yeah, screwing it all. I love up. King Tank Girl. It's a great, yeah. great, 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 great comic. Good stuff. We got some Lady Death, Malevolent Decimation, uh, and other words that go together for no reason. Uh, Last Witch number four is out. It's a fun, fun book. We got Magic the Gathering number one. No clue. I'm not gonna even risk a guess on that one uh man bat number three. Oh, <laughs> i think book i is missed great. man bat number two if i missed it i might have bought it and just forgot i think you it. read it this i'm almost great. positive you did yeah i thought this that we were further along than this great yeah it love is. it love it yeah. it's so good seconded also has scarecrow also has harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> yep scarecrow and mrs king both um, yes, Kate. Kate. Uh, Kate Capshaw. Jackson. No, Kate, sorry. Kate Capshaw. Kate Jackson. Who the hell is Kate Capshaw? Kate Capshaw is uh, Steven Spielberg's wife. Oh from yeah, Indiana that's Jones right. And the Temple of Doom. The Temple of Doom. That is correct. Uh, Marauders number nineteen is out. Still a very fun X story. We've got Marvel Two in One Epic Collection Cry Monster. Uh, which is just a bunch of fun two in ones. Lots of lots of. Uh, I think there's at least two Hulk's fighting things stories in there, but good stuff. Well, is it the is it the graphic novel of the start the the rights and graphic novel, or is it a collection uh-uh. of Marvel two in ones? It is. It is Marvel feature eleven and twelve, Marvel two in one one through nineteen, and Marvel team up number forty seven. Dot A L number one. 
Hmm. I don't cool. even know what that dot means. I didn't know that they were doing dot things in the 70s, but there it is. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Anyway, uh, Mrs. Kazumi loves ramen noodles, trade paperback, volume three. It's about Mrs. Kazumi and her love of ramen noodles. Uh, My Hero Academia, uh, volume exciting. 27, is out. Uh, next, Batman, Second Son, number one, is out. Is a one of four, the four-part miniseries. Please, take it away, Bob. Tell me about this one. Yeah. I read uh, it. So as It got a little drama-filled for me. It got a little, it got a yeah, little bit it, too CW for me at, at points. Well, so what I liked about it is that, as far as I can tell, I think it's an all uh, POC creative team, which yep. I think is cool. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, but uh, it does have, like, um, pretty I, – like, I liked the art, and I've only really flipped through it. But it is the story that I wanted to the next Batman future state to be, yeah. which is, like, how did this guy, uh, Tim Fox, become – the next batman and so they're telling that story and uh i i think it looks good obviously there is family drama within this this family that was part of the future state series as well there was like this family tension that had divided the family and um and clearly from the the focus of the series based on the main cover is entirely the family because it's like the batman part is like barely featured and it's just like this this the fox family fox force five fox force five um fox force six i do i do love his batman that's the thing about this is that i the tim fox the actual batman design and everything about it i think is really cool i really i really enjoy that i like i like the tech i like all of it i think it's really i think it's fun but uh yeah I'm, and then it's also just like that aspect of it that's like Luke Fox was bat wing. And so like yes. this has like if kind of like um explains starts to explain like why didn't he become Batman? And why yep. did the and so I, I like and I like the Tim Fox character. I like that it's this I do kind too. of clean slate, yep. you know, like kind of uh you know, broken someone needs has something to prove, uh, character and then his family dynamic and whatever. His, his um, character and obviously is Lucius Fox's, yeah, is definitely what stands out in this. Like, the yeah. character of the of the actual Batman character is like it's cool. It's it's like there's a lot, there's a lot to work with. Um, I'm just, I'm my worry is that it's gonna get drowned, that the, the four issues will be drowned in this, like this drama stuff, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to. So I'm, I'm super on board for issue two. So yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm on board for the series. It might be like a better trade than individual issues. I'm it not might sure, be. but, um, I mean, most mini series are, yeah. um, but you want to talk about something that I loved more than anything. Holy crap. A doodle knock Terra, man. I really just, I'm so mad how much I love this because again, I was like, I was all on board to hate this book. I was really just like, meh, this looks stupid. And it looks like it's got that weird nineties art on the cover and I don't like it. And then I read it and I think it's really fucking good. (laughs) And this issue was even better than the first issue. Damn it. 
I liked the I liked the first issue, and I didn't get this one because I had already like too big a stack. This and, fucking and I issue, was like, is, I have to cut something. It's better than the first one. It's so frustrating. Damn it! It's so frustrating that this issue fleshes this story out in a way that, like, it's just there's so many good ideas and so many clever things. I'm I'm basically just angry at it for being as good as it is. That's all. Um. Well, when I come in to get uh, that that uh, I mean that that other yeah, yeah. series, I'll I'll grab Noctera number two as well. We and have King Tinker. Uh, yes, we also have One Piece graphic novel volume ninety six. Uh, that is out this week. Yeah. Damn. Origins six of six is out, and Project Patron number one is out. Uh, did you read this one? No. I don't. I saw it on the website, but I did not. Uh, yeah, it's a Steve not, Orlando uh, book. I did not know what it was. Huh. It's Steve Orlando, and I have had such a such a more misses than hits with Steve Orlando in the last five years that I just gave it a pass, unfortunately. But uh, I hope it's great. Yeah. Did he uh, do Commanders? And is he Commanders he did, yeah, in Crisis he is. as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the last chance I gave him, pretty much, and uh, <laughs> I said, you know what, maybe maybe no more. Well, this is one that, like, had I come into the shop to look, I would have flipped through, and yeah. perhaps I would have liked it. I have no idea. I didn't know what it was, and I wasn't going to buy something sight unseen. So, yeah, um, you know, it was a little disjointed this week. Yes. Uh, Way to get sick, man. Yeah. Way to protect my health by suggesting protect I not come into the store when you have a cold. Yeah. Even with masks, I was still weirded out by it. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Um, hey, I, I was like, can I, how do I do this? Yeah. Unfortunately, the pandemic has already answered that question. We sure know how has. to do it. Yep. Curbside sure pickup. Yup. Uh, okay. Uh, we've got puppet master figures we've got these little three inch puppet master figures of jester and torch those are amazing uh they're actually really nice they're surprisingly good considering they're actually made by full moon you would not expect something to look that good from full moon but they look great uh rat queens trade paperback volume eight god dilemma is out we've got the newest issue of room morgue out we've got runaways number 35 we got savage dragon 258 that is a thing. And what else have we got here? Uh, Sensational Wonder Woman, number two. This book is great. Love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was awesome. This is like one of the best Wonder Woman comics I've read. It, it really like straight ahead Wonder Woman, like Diana Prince Wonder Woman. It is Artemis and Wonder Woman fighting on War World. And the art is by Bruno Redondo, who did that awesome Suicide Squad run. Yeah. It's currently the artist on Nightwing. Uh, there are some fantastic action sequences in this in this comic, and then it's you know obviously Mongol. Uh, this was really really great and totally worth picking up. Nice, loved it. Cool. This um, and Manbat were like the saving graces for <laughs> DC for me this week. Like they fucking loved those two books. Uh, Silver Coin number one. This was phenomenal. Oof. Not, yeah. Not surprisingly, yeah, I it might be it might be the best one. I I don't even know. Like I didn't know what this was going into it until I finally read it. I thought this was going to be an ongoing series and instead it's this like exquisite corpse that's going issue to issue. Yeah, and it's going to be yeah. they're basically handing off this cursed coin and it's 
what happens to each person in a different issue with a different team, you know, and it's going to a new team at the end of this. Different writer. Oh, it's going to be the same. It's the same same artist artist with a different, same artist, different writers. And the writers are Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, and And Jeff Jeff Lemire. Lemire, Yeah. So it's, I think that's the entire thing. And I think it's like the same artist every time. And then they're just, I don't know if it's, um, if it's a finite number of issues and it's a mini series or if it's an ongoing and they're going to just keep yeah. rotating or bring other writers into it. All I knew going into it was that it was, uh, uh, an anthology horror anthology and that Zdarsky was writing the first issue, which it, it's amazing. It's yeah. just so good. Probably it's my real favorite good. comic this week. And I've, I've said it a million times. I hate it when people write rock bands, I tend to shut off entirely. I tend to be like, this is just bullshit. This is not how it goes. This and is not I, bullshit. I, I hate it so much. And then this is not bullshit. The only other thing, uh, Grady Hendrix writing uh, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll was the only other book that I've read that was like a straight up like fictionalized horror version of musicians that I was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> Got it. No, you, this was like Zdarsky has to have been in a band at some point because like the yes. first two pages of this is like every show my band ever played. It's <laughs> just <laughs> like, you know, like I, my band was never like your band that played real shows. Like this is just like, oh yeah, we're going to play at seven o'clock to no one. This is This is great. <laughs> Uh, remember I did play an egg bot. So, uh, I do remember what it was like playing <laughs> at seven o'clock to no one. I don't know if you remember Monday night egg bot, but uh, where, of course I remember it. where I got I was my, there most of the, the Monday nights, fair amount of those. so many Monday nights. Yeah. Um, that was where I got my, uh, my 10,000 hours. That was my, uh, that's my Malcolm, <laughs> my Malcolm Gladwell was, uh, was knocked out by playing every Monday <laughs> night at the stone coast. Uh, yeah. Which was God, I missed that place. That was the best gig in the world. We'd get paid every oh. week to play this nonsense show. We'd get an amazing meal. Jesus, it was just it was too good to be the true. Sound was good. The, yeah, like, Wally was there every time we played because he was just like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be there for Eggpot. It means that I can get stoned and hang out." And was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah. Holy I was shit. definitely not like a, like a lifer. I wasn't like a table sixer, but like I was there for a chunk. You <laughs> I remember know, you like... being there. That's now that I oh, think yeah. back. No, I, was, I was there for a fair amount. If I, I can... still have my Eggbot Sumo Erotica t-shirt. <laughs> yes, as seen by the most popular band in Canada, uh, Moxie Fruvis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I man, don't know that if you... was uh, my friend Eric's favorite band. He loved them. It's so funny. Moxie Fruvis. I was like... Moxie Fruvis. Two of the members of Moxie Fruvis said that Eggbot was their favorite oh. band. Um, and they were literally like... They were fish in Canada. You know, like they had yeah. a network of... They literally had a website that was just places you could stay with other Moxie Fruvis heads or Fru heads or whatever they called themselves. And like, (laughs) so that you could tour with Moxie Fruvis. And so I, we basically, when we would play with them, which we did like really regularly, it was like Eggbot would get up and play coronet with them and like whatever weird shit. And we're like, Oh, these guys, they're our friends and they're, they're awesome. And then it was like, Oh no, you guys are like, fucking legit 
Like the amount of attention <laughs> that we got just because the guitar player was wearing an Eggbot shirt in one of their videos was more attention than we've gotten in like for the entire career of that band. So wow, yeah, very strange, very very yeah. strange. No, it was cool. I I, I miss I missed those, but yeah, yeah, definitely that was so. The silver coin definitely was like written from the perspective of someone who has experienced something similar but it is also just kind of that like you know uh cursed you know kind of yeah. like a tenacious d movie <laughs> kind of thing where it's like the yeah. pit of destiny it's kind of it's kind of like that it really is uh, it's very similar but really really good art and not like stupid yeah. uh not like full of like jack black imitating um <laughs> Ronnie James uh, Dio, Arlen Schumer, oh. or what? No, it was that guy that that. That's not Arlen Schumer. That's a comic guy. Uh, what's the name? Fucking, I just watched. I just watched a Muppet show that this guy was on, and I was like, Jack Black stole this guy's entire fucking shtick. Um, he was in Doritos commercials. He had like a big bushy mustache. Um, I have no idea who you're talking about. Was it the guy oh from God. the Phantom well, of the Paradise? I don't know. I don't. Uh, it was uh, he was part of a comedy duo, and then he he was uh, oh man, uh, hold on, I'm just gonna Google '70s Doritos commercials because he was famous for that. There was uh, se- I didn't even know that they made Doritos in the '70s. They did, uh, and I watched a bunch of his commercials. Uh, Avery Schreiber. Oh yeah. So I had the right yeah, yeah. letters when yeah, yeah. I said Arlen Schumer, but that's a that's a that is that's not a the same guy. person. <laughs> No, uh, it's not Amy Schumer fuck. either. It's not Amy Schumer. It's Ar- no. Ar- Ar- Arlen Specter. It's... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Avery Schreiber. Yeah. So like watch the Avery Schreiber Muppet show and you can oh, see yeah, that yeah. literally Jack Black just like does that. Like, it, like he literally like sings the same notes, except for Avery Schreiber is a better guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, anyway, we're talking about comics, aren't we? Uh, I think so. Speaking of comics, Space Riders Vortex of Darkness number three is out. Ooh. If you like Vortexes Zero. of Darkness, that's going to be where you find it right there. It's just like a, just like a whole bunch of blacklight posters. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, we got two yeah. Star Wars High Republic books. We've got High Republic number four and High Republic Adventures number three out this week we've got suicide squad number two which was not all that great uh it was a bit on the disappointing side unfortunately yeah yeah i don't you can't play peacemaker straight yeah no you can't as like a tough guy like it's just you have to have like a level of jokiness to it um and also he's he's a kite man at best He's he is kite yeah, man yeah. at best. He's yeah. a guy who wears a toaster oven on his fucking head, <laughs> whose goal in life is to eliminate is to create peace by waging war. It's like the dumbest fucking concept of a comic book ever. And unless jo- like the John Cena take is literally the yeah, only it's the take only take it's the only take work. that makes any sense. Um. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And agree. then they had uh, the other thing that kind of bothered me about this was that they had this character nocturna that's from the 80s batman which was like my run the uh doug mensch uh um anyway whatever the the 80s run where she was like the villain and like they just totally just like mischaracterized her and she's just like this fucking loser and i was just like please kill her if that's all you're gonna do she was a cool character 
but um, also Superboy as a member of the Suicide Squad yeah. doesn't work for me. There's a million reasons why this isn't working for me. Yep. Not a fan, but that's okay because I am a fan yeah. of Swamp Thing. Yeah. As always, no no disappointment here. Uh, these have been great. This is issue number two, technically issue number four or five, whatever, because it's a continuation of the, the future state story, I guess, in a lot of ways. I... I love this. I fucking love this. This is like, this is just some of the best Swamp Thing I've read for so long. It feels so at home with the Alan Moore, Rick Veach stuff. It's so, it's the same heart entirely. Uh, the, the basic, the basic ripoff of, uh, of Immortal Hulk does nothing to taint this for me. I, I get that that's where it pretty much started from, but that's not where it goes, and it is fucking good. It is really good. So, can't say enough good yeah. things about Swamp Thing. Yeah, it is really cool. The only thing that bums me out yep. is the fact that it's a limited series. I would have loved to see this as an ongoing. And who knows, maybe if everybody buys the you fucking know, it, book, maybe it'll go. We can keep going. Is this like that thing where like it's just like that tv show which was like the best fucking yeah. tv show yeah. on the dc streaming yep. network except for i mean do patrol was really really good too but uh the swamp thing swamp series, thing was, series fantastic. was and it's so like 13 good. episodes and then they're just like yeah and then they like cut off like three episodes and then they canceled it and then it, it like goes on dude, cw it, and everybody's on like therapy and like why isn't this still continuing it was so, literally every actor that was on it is like we'll do it we'll still do it like it was so dc let's, let's go that whole thing was so fucking yeah. dc it was the, this the way that yeah. they do everything it was like it hadn't come out yet and then they were like uh we're, we're not even gonna do the next three ish three three episodes of this and then they were like why and it was like, nope, we, we, it's canceled. That's fine. We're done. It comes out. Everybody's like, this thing is fucking amazing. And DC's like, yeah, uh, but I, uh, um, shit. Why did we fire everybody again? We probably should have waited until people saw it to make that decision. That's weird. Mm. Why did we do that beforehand? But it's just, yeah. it's, the management well, it's at DC out. is a bummer. It's coming out that uh, during that time period, uh, there's actually there was a really interesting Vanity Fair article today about uh, interviewing Ray Fisher. Um, oh, really? And like, he, like basically, like him finally, like, kind of telling the story of like what was going on behind the scenes, and like, you know, whatever you pull from that, you pull from it. But one of the things I pulled from is that literally everyone at DC at that time was terrified of fucking getting fired. Yeah. And so they're just yeah. like, all yeah. of these decisions got made because yeah. everybody was just like, I'm fucked. And, we, and so I can't take any chances. We all knew so that. They just, Everything yeah, was reactionary. Exactly. Every, every, every yeah. decision was reactionary. There was nothing. It was like suicide squad was on its way out. It like, and people were like, man, Guardians of the Galaxy was really good, and they were like, "Uh, send it back for re-edits. Uh, add a bunch of classic rock songs to it." Uh, uh, and it was like, "No, just fucking do what you're doing. Just do your fucking thing. Just yeah. do it. Stop yep. looking over your because shoulder." The thing that constantly. makes the movie, the thing that makes the movie good, is the creative vision behind it. Like it's not. Yeah. Like it's you, you know like if you get Brett, Zack Snyder you're gonna get Zack Snyder but right. at least let it be fucking Zack Snyder right don't try to like change it into something else it's <laughs> exactly stupid. like yeah I mean and I think the Snyder <laughs> like, cut is a perfect know. example of that is it's like there it is 
I didn't I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was good. I thought it was good enough, mm-hmm. and I thought it was much better than the you original. You probably thought it was better than what came out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. much better than the original. I haven't seen either one myself, so. Yeah, so much better than the original. I love that shit. Like but, I think I think it's I I love big bombastic garbage movies. Like, you know, you release an Expendables movie, I'm going to go see it. You release a 500 million dollar whatever, I'm probably going to go see it cuz it's nice to see people blow money. Somebody's wasted all this fucking money. Somebody might as well watch the goddamn thing. Um and so <laughs> You know, they could have they could have built houses for every homeless person in the United States for what the fucking Snyder Cut cost. So I might as well at least watch it to, uh, I don't know, absorb some of the karmic burden. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that take. That's good. Uh, Uh, I don't know. I uh, oh, hey, speaking of movies and I won't digress too much. But now that I have a VCR, you have to let me uh, join the the fun, fun box monster podcast sometime. Okay, sure. I got my VCR. I got my VCR hooked up. I watched Mac and Me. Oh my god! Just to show that it worked. Man, that, that is, is a, a bad movie. That is a special <laughs> film. That is a that movie was entirely funded by McDonald's. I mean, it, yeah, it yeah. has to have been. Yeah, right. The, like it's even oh, got McDonald's oh, in the title. Oh, absolutely. No, it, it is one hundred percent. He was named Mac because of Big Macs. It is literally. The, it is at the end. Oh man! Oh, that yeah. scene at the end where they become uh, where they become naturalized U.S. citizens, and he's wearing Mick Holy kids clothing. Shit. Okay, there's that, <laughs> and there was, the and then and then there's the scene like ten minutes prior to that where the little kid is like, "We're gonna do the thing where we go rescue the people," and then they run out, and it's like the moment the fucking cop goes, "No, you won't!" Bang! Shoots the kid in the wheelchair, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah." What, did, what, what the fuck did uh-huh. I just see? I just saw a cop assassinate a wheelchair-bound child in a movie that was meant to sell fucking burgers to children. Yeah. What is yeah. happening? Literally, like, literally fucked up. So they, they edited it. <laughs> the version I have is the edited version, so it was, like, actually kind of unclear to me that what happened was that they shot a kid with spina bifida. Oh, he fucking shot but him. But in... It, in, in fact, yes, oh, yeah. it, it was clear that he was blown away by the police for trying to help. Oh, there's there's uh, a very explicit edit of that online. If you go yes, look for it, yeah. there is a yeah. version of that oh, that is the, the uncut version where he that straight up shoots that kid. Yeah. And no, some some McDonald's I, uh, some McDonald's executive was like, perfect. This is what we need. <laughs> but that was the thing. This like, will sell uh, so many Happy Meals. The dead child. It was, um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a thing that I don't think McDonald's realized quite what they had on their hands. Uh, but quite the hit the, that if had. you look at it, if you watch it objectively, just like as a piece of cinema, it really is like, you can tell that it was filmed by people whose previous experience had been making commercials for yeah. McDonald's. Yes. Cause it's like, it is, it's filmed like a commercial like every scene in it is yep. filmed like a weird commercial. And then they like, I, I read this interview with the fucking guy, uh, the, the producer guy uh, who was talking about how, like, first of all, I mean, kudos to them for hiring an actor with spina bifida. Pretty cool. Oh, really? Like if you think about it, like that aspect. Yeah. The actual oh. kid that played the, you know, the kid in the wheelchair has spi- like was a, genuinely wheelchair bound individual oh, huh, and uh huh. but like they had to one like, point positive 
<laughs> one point positive. Yeah. Uh, but they, he had this whole point of uh, the guy that, that made the movie. Uh, he went out of his way to explain why they had to have uh, stunt people do the stunts for the kid was fine a bit, but I was like, you don't have to really you, go out of your way to explain yeah. this. And he's like, no, it's like really, if you try to run a wheelchair down a hill, it's kind of wobbly, you know? So we had to have someone nope. else. That's just like, you don't need to explain why you didn't throw a kid <laughs> out of a cliff that has spina bifida. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> it goes without saying. Literally. I, I, that sounds like the that sounds like the defense of somebody who has talked to a bunch of McDonald's executives and has had to explain it to them <laughs> because they were like, "Why didn't you throw the fucking kid off the cliff like we told you to?" Yeah, yeah, like he had to explain <laughs> why, like that was a choice he made. I just that that alone, it was like on the Wikipedia page, like they went out of their way to like highlight this one thing where he was like, "Well, the reason why it's like you don't need to tell me why you didn't." throw a fucking kid in a wheelchair nope, off a cliff. You don't. But it's not an explanation you need to deliver. You need, you need to explain to me why you didn't just say that the movie was made by McDonald's instead of funneling it through three shell corporations. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, literally, totally. it's like... Also the, starring... It was the company that made, oh, the, one of, made the packaging for, the, for McDonald's food gave a third of the money like the beverage distributor yes. company or something and then it was like the meat packing plant or it was some insane thing where they yeah. just like funneled the money so that it didn't look like it was just mcdonald's the corporation that spent all the money Which, on the movie. and then the entire thing, the thing is, is just like a there's like for this McDonald's. extended like starring the actual actor who played ronald mcdonald yes. at that time like in his own Dance film number. role yeah. yeah, the dance, the dance thing. Oh man, uh, fucking! Also, Jennifer Aniston is in that movie somewhere. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, yeah, I couldn't figure out where, but I read that she was an extra. Uh, Jonah's Jonah's Mystery Science Theater did that. Uh, the new Mystery Science Theater for Netflix. So yeah, and, and that was that was worth a watch. That was a good one. That was a particularly nice. impressive episode. Um, all right, let's get the rest of these ding dongs out of here. Um, oh yeah. Let me tell you comics. what we got here. These are not comics. These are Thundercats. Uh, we got the Super Seven Thundercats, which are fucking cool looking. Um, they're not the ungainly, gigantic uh, Thundercats figures of of yore. They're just like GI Joe scale, so they're the reaction figures, and they're great. They look really nice. Yeah. They have really good like Star Wars packaging kind of kind of stuff, like vintage looking, really awesome packages. Really cool. These are awesome. Uh, I dig these quite a bit. Uh, we've got yeah. Transformers 84, Legends and Rumors, which is the 100-page giant of the beginning of that retro series, uh, introducing the 1984 characters back into comic continuity. Uh, we've got Transformers Beast Wars number three. We have a Transformers uh, War for Cybertron Cyclonus figure which is pretty cool too. Uh, we have the, is he a motorcycle? He is not. He should be, shouldn't oh. he? Yes, <laughs> should be. No, he is a, he's a weird spaceship. He was from the, 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 the 84 movie. Uh, oh, okay. I can't remember. His yeah, you know, what would character. be cool is if they had, uh, they should make a transformer of the ELO spaceship. They really should. Wouldn't that be cool? I'm surprised they haven't considering they've done the, uh, the yeah. Ecto one. They've done the DeLorean. Why not? Also the journey oh, spaceship. Man. Why don't yeah. we get that one too? Uh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Usagi Yojimbo the Origins. ZZ Top one. Oh, hell yeah. The, oh, the, the ZZ Afterburn Top car? car? Come on, yeah. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo Origins Volume 1. This is a full color treatment of the original Usagi stuff. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, this is the, Very cool. this is that when IDW did the color classics, this is the compendium of those things. So this is pretty awesome. Uh, Vampire, the masquerade number seven, we've got masquerade. masquerade. We've got that venom comic we talked about earlier. We've obviously got the walking dead as always. Number 12 is out this week. The deluxe reissues and, uh, Warhammer 40 K a trade paperback of Marnius Calgar. I don't know what that means. Thank God. My favorite one. <laughs> if I if I knew what that Marnius. meant, I'd be I'd be fifty thousand dollars in debt for small pieces of plastic by now. Uh, and so I'm I'm. <laughs> Do only you know there's thankful. a Warhammer store in at the mall? There's a Warhammer store across from the wall of the mall called Warhammer. Yeah, across from the mall. Yeah. It's funny, and yeah. I I mention that to uh to White Dwarf every time they fucking call me on the phone, trying to sell me Warhammer shit. They're like, "Hey, is it about time <laughs> that you start carrying Warhammer?" And I'm like, "No, fucking ten minutes down the road, there is a store called Warhammer that sells only Warhammer <laughs> stuff. How am I supposed to compete with that?" And why would you even bother trying to sell to me, except that you know that it won't sell and it will sell over there because you know that I'll have dead stock and that's the only thing that you care about. Motherfuckers. Uh, Anyway, enough complaining about them. Let's complain about some other people. Um, No. No, I'm good. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm going to go home and go to bed. Uh, oh, is that it? I'm going to take some Sudafed and go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure, yes. Uh, do, do, do. Well, I kept my voice through the whole thing, so not that bad. Yeah. you don't, I mean, you sound totally healthy. I feel pretty good. Michelle had this cold last week, and it went away. And I've had it for three days and it's getting better. So I'm, I'm less concerned in that way that I'm like, Oh, what if it's, you know, now I'm like, I'm on the other side of it already. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I, nice. I shouldn't say that out loud. I got that, my, uh, that feels like a, that feels like I'm really cursing myself on that one. Wait, did, you got yeah, your appointment, totally. didn't you? I got my, uh, I got my appointment. And so I guarantee I will get COVID this week. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, my appointment is Monday. So next podcast, I will be partially vaxxed. Wow, that's cool. Um, I had I had Chad yeah. in here for the Coast City Comics Club podcast. He actually came in store to do it. And I was like, listen, we got to do all the precautions. And he was like, well, I mean, I'm fully vaccinated as of a week and a half ago. And I was like, you fucker. But also still we have to wow. do this because that's the way that it is. I just, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to do this wrong. Let's just do this correctly anyway. No. But uh, damn. So people are getting vaccinated out there. Hooray. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm very happening. happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have, hopefully... if you have intermed, my advice is call them. Don't try to do the website. That's <laughs> what I told Michelle. I tried I was like, all morning to. We have, we're trying to yeah. go through our healthcare provider because I have, a history of anaphylactic shock. So I have to be there and I have to have somebody there so that if something happens, they can shoot me full of Benadryl and then shoot me full of epinephrine, you know, which is always a blast. Um, so yeah, but you know, it's like a one in 
I don't know, 400,000 chance. So I'm not exactly, I'm not yeah. exactly concerned, but also I'm not going to fuck around and just be like, I'm doing it at Walmart and hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping no, that somebody at Hannaford I... will know what happens if I go into a seizure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's not something you want to take chances with. I, I, I did the intermed was basically like, so like all of my coworkers are like, you know, 20 years younger than me and they're like my appointment's tomorrow and i'm just like i'm fucking almost 50 i know it's like when do i was my turn and then but i'm waiting for me intermed to like do their thing and then today they was they were like we're gonna put out an email on tuesday so they sent out the email first thing this fucking morning and i was like all right and i just like go and i'm like and it's like no appointments available and then i just like tried like 10 times throughout the day no appointments available i'm like how can you have no appointments available schedule me a month from now you gotta have something so I finally called him and it took five minutes. So I had an appointment for next Monday. So yeah. Call it's, him. Don't try to do the fucking website. It's very strange. It's very strange how many young people, like very young people I'm seeing who are fully vaccinated. Like we had a kid. Yeah. Well, fully vaccinated. Yeah. Cause that means they got that their means, first shot that means like a month, month, a month ago. We're talking like a full on month yeah. ago. So yeah, it's yeah. weird. I think uh, the only people like I know else, younger than me that have had, who you know, are, are like people who work in like, you know, pharmacies and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that might, that I've, might be I've the not. case too. I saw like this high school kid literally bought something at the store and he like had his vaccination card in his wallet and I saw it and I was like, the fuck is up with you? 16 year old motherfucker. What's your deal? <laughs> you know, How'd you get that? How'd you do it? Tell me. Who's, you know, who's your dealer? Yeah. You got, <laughs> got any vaccine, man? I could really use some of that vaccine. Need some Moderna, man. I need the. I do. I need the Moderna. I don't want this Johnson and Johnson shit. Yo, yeah, the Primo shit. You want the fucking yeah. The, the Moderna is like Peruvian flake of <laughs> fucking COVID vax. It is. Yeah. The, I mean, I don't know. The Pfizer, I think, is the one. Isn't the is it? I, I think, want the Moderna. Really? I don't know. I, think, I want the Moderna. I think my I want... dad got the Moderna. He's ninety. Had no side effects. I'm like, that's the one for me. But you see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the secret. That that is the bummer about this thing is like, it's it's going to be a bummer to you no matter what happens. If you get the vaccine and you have a terrible reaction to it, it means that your system is working right. It means that you've got a great a fucking immune system. If you get the thing <sighs> and it doesn't do anything, you're like. My white blood cells are nowhere to be found. What are they up to? Not doing much. <laughs> like, Wait, is that a thing? That's yeah, a thing. Oh, it is. It is full on. It's like the younger. I get you... all my medical advice from comic from books comic books. book podcasts. No, it <laughs> legitimately is like uh, like younger people are getting worse. Like the stronger your system is, the more of a the more of a jolt you get. You know, that's more of a, a reaction. Huh. Yeah. Because that's right. the whole point is to is to inspire your antibodies to to fight it, and so if you've got a, you've got a strong wow. system. All right, well, bring on the fucking cold sweats and the yeah. fucking headaches. Yep, yep. Give it to me. <laughs> I'll deal with it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I will. I'll deal with anything. Yep. I fucking just want to just... like go go back to work. Yeah, I just, <laughs> like just want to like. I mean. I do work, but like go back to work with people. Yes. No, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to be able to open the store up in a way that I can be here. You know, I, it's crazy to say that I want to be open seven days a week again, but it is kind of what I want because I can't make yeah. money this way. It's too fucking hard. 
but it's also too goddamn stressful to be open the, the hours that we are because the way that things are going right now, our fucking shoplifting is through the roof. Like the amount of shoplifting losses that we have are astronomical right now. No. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's it's impossible to watch people because we have so many other things to do. And everybody's wearing a mask, so we can't identify them on the other side. It's like, uh, oh. they were about 5'10 and had a mask over their face. They had eyes, like hair yeah. on their head. We're wearing like clothes. they were of some ethnicity. Yeah, it was like some some person, possibly white, possibly black, possibly, possibly. something somewhere in between. I don't know. <laughs> yep, they were really tan. Maybe oh, they were wearing clothes or not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really pay attention yeah. to that kind of stuff. They had a coat. Yes, a coat of I, many I colors. Oh, I know who that motherfucker is. It's Joseph. Yeah. Oh, that sucks though, man. What a bummer. It is a bummer, but it's 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 always been a cost of doing business. It's always been one of those things. It's hard to not take it personally, but but I don't really. Um you know, I Yeah. I can't because I can't I can't go nuts and like fucking throw somebody through a window or something and go to prison. That's not gonna help me any. No. So I just have to no. I just have to not take it personally. I mean, back in the old days when I used to chase people down the street and threaten them, and I was like, this is going to go badly someday, you know? <laughs> I, need mm. to, I need to learn to chill, because yeah. otherwise... Yeah, I almost know, got fired from a job one time yeah. for chasing a shoplifter, and they were just like, you do not do that. Yeah. I was like, but I got the shit back. They were like, Oh, that was Bull care. Moose. <laughs> uh, I remember no, that. It was... Uh, it was it was down east. Uh, it was uh, sorry, uh, main beer and beverage. Oh, because I, I, I remember the guy who stole. Uh, I remember somebody that uh, we knew when I was working at Videoport, um, either almost or did get fired for chasing a shoplifter out of Bull Moose. Oh yeah, no, I never worked for Bull Moose, so it's like the one East Brown Cow built uh, business that I never worked for. <laughs> Although they kept my resume, my uh, my uh, resume on file for years afterwards. <laughs> Uh, because I wrote it on an oven door that I found on Big Trash Day in Magic Marker. Bill, Bill Duggan kept it. <laughs> so he had it for years. I wanted it back, but he had finally gotten rid of it like right before I started at Videoport. But uh, yeah, Amazing. I wrote my, I literally like hand wrote an actual resume. Like oh, I yeah. didn't like fuck around on it. Like I was like, here is my work experience, but I wrote it in Sharpie on an oven door. And then I stuck a copy of Preacher uh number it was like number five the one with the nycd ba- uh, nypd yeah. badge and the and the gimp mask yep i stuck that behind the fucking window of it so it was like that cop badge <laughs> thing was like <laughs> i thought it was so fucking cool i remember I that know. that was a thing at videoport was that like he was yeah. he was hiring based on on how uh how impressive your your choice of resume was he would he would hire yes. based on like whatever weird fucking thing you did with your resume. I like that. Right. And Tony Emmons got hired by burning the words hire me into a loaf of bread. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is my favorite. That's so one of my favorite Portland stories of all time. That's, that shit doesn't happen. Anymore. That's pretty good. I mean, it's weird yeah. that I thought that Tony would have just gotten hired for being a local Portland punk that everybody I mean, I think ultimately, ultimately he was part of the punk scene and so was Bill and everybody kind of knew each other. 
Oh, I'm talking about Bull Moose. I don't know about Bill's hiring practices. I oh. think he was he, he was always like really straight. Oh, sorry, you're talking Tony like, Emmons. I was talking uh, Tony uh, Rieger. Rieger. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, Tony Emmons. Of course. Of course, Tony yeah, Emmons. No. <laughs> yeah. I, no, Tony Tony Rieger was definitely. I think it was because he used to take off his leg and throw it at people. I think that was. I remember that being uh, a real Tony move. <laughs> It <laughs> shows. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, God, Tony was pre pre my days at Videoport. I was like, uh, I was post 2000. I worked yeah. there literally the year 2000. Tony was, was a goddamn delight to work with. Honestly, oh, I bet. everybody that I worked with was a goddamn delight there. It, oh, yeah. What a great I place. I worked with Ivory. Yeah. See, there you go. It's it's the other half of the equation. Yes. Um, yeah. These the slightly less intense part of the equation, which is funny. She's intense, <laughs> definitely in her own way. That is, she, but uh, she doesn't have that oh, uh, that that hectic energy that <laughs> that Tony does. No. The uh, only time still I does. have ever played, uh, the only time I have ever role played was with the Riegers. Of course, <laughs> I've never before or since. I have never done it. I just won the the one time. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to clarify that it is Dungeons and Dragons for anyone who knows what Tony did uh, for a living prior to his hire at Videoport. Uh, oh yeah 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 role playing he didn't do like specifically Dungeons and Dragons which is why I didn't say that but it no was, he yeah, also like, he also made bondage gear for a living. Oh, <laughs> Tony I didn't was, know that. Yeah, he made he did like like custom made leather work for bondage stuff. That was what. Well, thank shit. you for clarifying it from from my my behalf. I didn't realize what I was <laughs> sort of confessing. You might to, have been confessing to. Uh, yeah, it was good stuff though. Uh, very very high quality. Um, yeah, and and, then, and honestly, he's a great dungeon master. He's also he's also great at making minis. You know, this is the get to know Tony. <laughs> get to know your different Tony. Yeah, yeah we're Let's like, talk about Tony, Tony Emmons like, too. You know, why are you talking about me these people? These people that nobody else knows who they're listening to. Tony Emmons, delightful man. Uh, one of the uh, one of the reasons I got into comics actually is Tony Emmons. So, uh, yeah, Tony. You was, know, I still have. I have carried a box of. Tony Emmons comics with me for at this point, like close to 25 years. That's really funny. 20 yeah. years. No, 20 years. No, wait, 20 years ago was yeah. Close to 20 years. I've had him. like, and I'm just like, I'll, I'll send them to you. I've seen him. <laughs> it was like, I got your comics, dude. They're fucking sick comics too, too. He keeps showing up like in town. Commandies in there. Every now and again, you'll see him. Yeah. He'll just sort of, He'll yeah. be like, yeah, he pops in. He'll be like, I'm, I'm coming back, and it's like, I don't believe you, but uh, I wish you would. Yeah, uh, I don't believe him anymore. It's nice. I, I it's nice to see him. Comics. I'm like, I because I don't want to pay to ship him to fucking Georgia. <laughs> yes. Uh shit. <laughs> anyway, this has been people you don't know talking about people you don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Pretty much. Anyway, I will get out of here and uh, I will see you next week and probably see you before that when you come to pick up the other books in this series. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I definitely have uh, some catch up to do. Word. So I'll be in. Okay, sounds good. 
I will see you later, and right. thank you guys for listening. Follow us at I'm um, Actually Comics. Follow us at Coast City Comics. Buy things from CoastCityComics.com, and check out the Funbox Monster Podcast, and also the, well, you're going to check out the Coast City Comics Club because you have no choice. It's also on this channel. Uh, you can just skip over <laughs> it if you don't like it because, boy, do we not talk about a fucking thing anymore. It's just me and Chad catching up at this point, uh, which some people See, seem to like. The summary looked interesting. When I read the summary of the most recent one, I was like, I should listen to that. That sounds interesting. It was pretty funny. Of course, yeah, it was somehow we wound up talking about uh, about wrestling and uh, and chad mentioned that hulk hogan had gotten hurt an awful lot by falling on his cervix (laughs) wait what and i was like i think you mean coccyx (laughs) you know he really injured his cervix by falling (laughs) and so that's hence the name hulk hogan cervix was the name of the episode Ah, uh, and yeah. also is the name of someone's band coming up. I guarantee <laughs> that will be the name of a band coming up in the future. Anyway, all nice. right, we're out of right. here. Have a good night. Good to see you, Bob. Bye. See you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. If I had one wish, I'd wish you all